Welcome to Ebenezer's Podcast, a podcast about hearing, understanding, and applying the Word of God to our lives. My name is Leighton Erickson, and I'm Ebenezer's Lead Pastor. Thanks for joining us today. Please check out our website at ebenezerbaptist.ca to connect with us and learn more about our ministries. I hope you enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you out today. I want to just thank those that led us in worship. Uh, Ashley and Cynthia, your voices sounded just fantastic together, so thank you for that and for the songs that you picked. Uh, Brad, that bass was rocking today. That, that was good. I liked the volume. That was, that was nice. So, Jeff, thanks for everyone for, for being part of that. It was good. I want to begin with a question this morning, and, and here's my question to you. Um, are you aware that there is an epic and cosmic war happening in the world today? Uh, in fact, there's a battle taking place right now in this auditorium, even as I speak. And are you aware that this battle is aimed at you and at those you love, against, uh, aimed at your marriage, um, against your children, against your character, against your faith, against your friends? Are you aware that this battle is being fought in invisible places, against a foe that you cannot see with your naked eye. And it's for this reason that many people are unaware that they are even being attacked. But don't deceive yourselves. Um, This invisible war is very, very real. And Paul gives us uh, a snapshot of its reality in Ephesians chapter 6 when he he writes to a group of believers like us. And this is what he says in Ephesians chapter 6. Um, verse 10, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. So according to uh, Paul, whether you realize it or not, or whether we see it or not, or whether we believe it's happening or not, or even whether or not we're a devoted follower of Jesus Christ, or a person who does not not even believe in God or a spiritual realm. According to Paul, there is an unseen but very real and serious spiritual battle that's happening all around us. And today we're going to begin a brand new series of messages on this epic, cosmic, invisible war. In my view, this is a very needed, uh, very relevant, and very timely sermon series for us. The reason I say it is needed is because our adversary, the devil, has been active in this world since the day he rebelled against God the Father. And from that day forward, he has opposed God at every step and in every way by trying to distort and defame God's character and by trying to stop or derail the purposes of God through his lies and trickery. And even though we aren't able to see the battles that are happening in the spiritual realm, 
we can certainly see the destruction that evil causes. And we can see the bondage that people fall entrapment to and often end up destroying their lives and the lives of those around them. And the reason I say this is relevant is because I believe this invisible war is impacting us more than we realize. Now, let me give you a, a couple of questions for you to answer for yourself. Do you have any broken or dysfunctional relationships in your life right now? Are there any areas of your life where you knowingly continue a sinful practice or habit? Have you ever continued to feel shame or guilt over a sin you confessed and were forgiven for? Do you ever doubt God's goodness or his love for you or his ability to provide for you physically or relationally or emotionally or spiritually? Do you struggle with overwhelming guilt or shame or fear or anxiety? Do you ever have any dark and destructive thoughts that you're afraid to reveal to other people? Do you ever feel defeated in your Christian life? Do you ever feel like God has abandoned you even though you know that you're one of God's children? Do you ever find yourself holding on to lies that society or other people say about you? Have you ever had an irrational, blasphemous thought that just came racing into your mind out of nowhere? Do you struggle with negative thinking patterns? Have you ever had an unreasonable fear or grip paralyze you? Do you, do you suffer from, from self-hatred or self-loathing? Do you spend time putting yourself down to the point of thinking that life is not even worth living? Have you ever been part of a church family or faith community where something seemingly minor or irrelevant happened and then the church split apart? Have you ever had a time where you doubted the truth of God's Word or questioned the relevance of God's Word in your life? Have you ever found yourself acting out of control in a fit of rage? Do you have friends or family that are spiritually blinded by either false teachings or by disbelief or unbelief? Do you know of someone who has been consumed by a dangerous addiction that is threatening to destroy or even kill them? Has a strange illness ever overtaken you? Uh, an unexplained weakness or abnormality that caused you to suffer and the doctors could find no reason for it? Have you ever been sitting in a church pew or a chair like you are today or reading your Bible and struggled to keep focus? Have you ever been lying in bed at night and then wake up in, in a full of fear in a sense that something evil is in the room? Is pornography a problem in your life? Have you ever participated in occultic practices or black magic or consulted a psychic or played with an, a Ouija board or tarot cards? Do you find yourself living in deep bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart over some past situation and that continues to rule over you? Now, if you answered yes to any of these things that I've listed, and by the way, that is just a very partial list of things, you've experienced the unseen spiritual battle in your life already. And so uh, I think you can see that this is fairly relevant for all of us. And I say it's timely 
And by timely, I mean uh, our enemy knows how to exploit our weaknesses. And he has certainly exploited our current circumstances. You know, the pandemic in particular has isolated us from each other, which has made us more vulnerable to spiritual attacks. And the enemy has used the pandemic, not, I'm not saying cause the pandemic, but he's used the pandemic and our response to it and all the differing views to divide the church, to separate family and friends in ways that we would never have imagined only 20 short months ago. And, and don't kid yourself, the, the, the devil delights in our division and disunity because he knows it thwarts the purposes of God in the world. On the other hand, Jesus prayed for our unity and calls us to love one another because he knows those qualities will draw people to him. I also say it's timely because last month alone, I received three requests all in the same week for a prayer team to come to their home to pray against the spiritual forces of darkness that they felt were present there. Over the last number of months, I have counseled more people who are struggling with depression and discouragement than I can even, you know, count. And even this past week, as, I, as people saw the title to this series, I received texts from people telling me how much they were looking forward to this series. And some even told me about the spiritual attacks that they were under. So this series is needed, it's relevant, and it's timely. There's another reason why we're doing this series right now, though, and I, I wanted you to be aware of this, too. It's because uh, we want you to, we, it's because we want to prepare you for an upcoming seminar that we'll be offering next month, uh, the weekend of February 11th to 12th, be exact. The seminar is, I'm not sure if this is going to be the, the official name, but the name I'm calling it right now, the, the seminar will stay the same, just the name might change. It's called Break Free, and it's designed to help people uh, recognize and break free from the bondage of sin and the spiritual strongholds the enemy has on their life. Now, for some of us, uh, we don't need anyone to tell us of the strongholds because we can see those firsthand. We know what they are. But others uh, of us are not aware of the strongholds that Satan has in us, even though we're being robbed of joy and even though we're not being spiritually fruitful. Now, we're going to sh share more about the seminar in the coming weeks, but, but this will be kind of leading up to that point so we can we can participate in that seminar together. Now, uh, I just want to recognize today that we all come from different places spiritually, and we have different levels of understanding when it comes to spiritual things. And so this morning, I'm, I don't want to make any assumptions of, of what you know or don't know when it comes to the invisible war around us. And so here's my plan for this morning. Um, I, I, my hope and my prayer is that before we leave today, we will all recognize the spiritual battle is happening all around us. That we will um, get a glimpse of the unseen but very real spiritual realm. That we will see more clearly how this invisible war is impacting us personally. And that we're going to have a clear understanding of what's to come over the next five or six weeks so that you will make it a priority to be part of this sermon series. Okay. So with that, let's go back to our text this morning. And I really want to just look at one verse today. That's Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse, verse 12. And I'm going to read it from a different version than I read it at the beginning. I'm going to read from the, from the uh, ESV version. And this is what it says there. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, 
and against authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now, there are, are a few words and phrases that I, that I want to point out this morning. I want you to notice I want to talk about. And, and the first word is the word wrestle. Now, some of your versions might have something different. It might say struggle or it might say fight. But uh, the word here is wrestle. And it's interesting to me that the Holy Spirit guided Paul to use the term wrestle to describe the spiritual battle that believers are encountering. And that's because wrestling is unlike any kind of battle. Now, do we have any real bona fide wrestlers in this room that you've wrestled in, in your past life? <laughs> so, no one really. Maybe some. I'm not sure. You're not admitting. Um, yes. Who, who are you pointing to, Chet? I'm not. Okay. Okay, good. Good for you. Um, so, I'm not a wrestler. My, my only experience of wrestling is back in my Bible school days when, when we used to have dorm brawls. That, that's, that's the extent of, of my wrestling, but I remember that well. Uh, if you haven't re wrestled yourself, then maybe you've watched real wrestling, not the fake stuff, but the real stuff like on, at the Olympics. And you'll know something about it. it it's up close and it's personal. It's hand-to-hand, face-to-face battle. And, and the intense struggle of that lets you know that the battle is real. The, it's relentless and, it, and it's grueling. And so that's the image we have of the, the spiritual battle that's around us. It, it's not like a sniper shooting at us. It's, it's, a, it's a wrestling match that we can, we can feel and sense. And if you've ever been in the midst of a spiritual battle, you know the intensity of that. You know the things that are going through the mind, the pressure that you're feeling on the outside. You understand that fully. Now, the verse continues, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And with these words, Paul is telling us that we are in a spiritual battle, that our struggle is not against man against man. It's not a political struggle. It's not a social issue or struggle. It's not an economic struggle or even a religious or theological struggle that we might have here in a church. Our battle is not with the human and the visible. It's with the superhuman and the invisible. But herein lies the challenge for us all because we don't naturally recognize battles as having spiritual origins. You know, have you ever said to yourself, I'd love life if it wasn't for the, the, the people, or I'd love my job if it wasn't for the, the people. We, we, t we tend to think in terms of, of flesh and blood, not in the spiritual realm. And so we fall into the trap, if we're not careful, of thinking that the people are our enemies, that groups that oppose us are enemies, the people that think differently are our enemies. You know, we, we fight with our spouse because they say something hurtful. Uh, teens fight with their parents because uh, one or both of them has said something unreasonable. Uh, you have a personality conflict with someone at work or a neighbor, and you end up not seeing things the same way. You leave a church because someone in that church family uh, said something that hurt you or was mean to you. And you see, all these examples I gave you are examples of, of flesh and blood interactions. And that's how we naturally tend to think. We don't look what's behind it. We don't look at that God wants to destroy my marriage, that God wants to break up my family, that God wants me to have a poor testimony towards my neighbor. We just see it in a, in a realm of the physical. And the Apostle Paul says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Rather, he's really saying that 
we should, we should be looking that behind every person who injures us, there might be a spiritual enemy lurking for a spiritual purpose that goes against the things of God. For every person who feels like led away from the faith, there might be, a, uh, by someone, there might be a spiritual enemy that's trying to make that happen. You see, the real battle is against the unseen sp spiritual powers who are perpetually and unrelenting and never ending, and this never ending war against the world and especially against the people of God. So, who are or what are those unseen spiritual powers that Paul talks about? He continues in the verse. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of, over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, let me just make a couple of general observations about that list that I just gave you. And here, here's, uh, here's a few things. So, so first of all, uh, these unseen spiritual powers are not human, but spirit beings from a spiritual realm. Now, most scholars would, would say that these spirit beings are, are fallen angels who we would also call uh, demons. Second, uh, these spirit beings have a master, and that master's name is Satan, and they serve him, and they do his bidding. Third, we can see from this is that they are numerous. Now, in, in some translations, and so the one I, I grew up uh, memorizing was it was the principalities and powers. That was the phrase that was used, and maybe some of you recognize that. That phrasing is used only six times in the Scripture. And on almost every occasion, it refers to a vast array of evil spirits fighting against God and opposing everything and everyone that is of God. So, so they are numerous. They're organized. Each title listed describes a, a different rank and category of Satan's servants. Now, now, obviously, we don't know exactly what they are, but we can speculate, or we've had scholars that have suggested some things. So, for example, the title ruler indicates a demon of high-ranking authority. Uh, the authorities, this is the next one, is just a lower down in that, in that hierarchy. Then he talks about the, the cosmic powers. Some suggest that this is the, may, might be the hands-on demon doing specific tasks for Satan on earth. And then the spiritual forces of evil may be those demons that promote immorality amongst us. You know, the point is, is that, is that there's, they're ordered and, and there's, they're very organized in their approach of what they do. They're powerful. They're, they're more powerful than humans. Of course, they have limitations, which we'll talk about uh, in other weeks. They're evil and wicked. Like their master, they have no moral code. They fight dirty, and they're opposed to, to anything that's good and holy and right. They're clever. They're scheming. They're diabolical. They have learned how to effectively attack us and exploit us in our weaknesses. They're relentless. They will continuously work to dishearten, discourage, deceive, and destroy us. And these spiritual powers are a formidable force that can only be defeated with spiritual weaponry, which is why Paul said in one of his earlier letters, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 to 5, he says this, For though we live in the world... We do not wage war as the world does. 
The weapons that we fight against are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, we have divine power to demolish strongholds, and we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Jesus Christ. You see, we must fight this invisible war, and the spiritual forces warring against us with the resources that God has provided, not on our own strength. And why is that? Because the battle is fierce and because the stakes are high. And when I say the stakes are high, I mean that, that we are fighting at, our, at the foundation, at the core, for the hearts of men and women for all eternity. We are, are fighting for our spouse, for our friends, for our children. And the, and the things that happen in this spiritual realm can influence them for all eternity. And so that's why it's a fierce battle where the stakes are high. And because of that, and Satan knows the stakes are high, we can expect attacks from Satan to come from every side at any given moment in our lives. Nothing, absolutely nothing would please him more than for, than for him to get us to doubt our faith, doubt the goodness of God, distract us and derail us from impacting the world with his message of goodness and hope and life. Last part of the verse. It talks about um, heavenly realms. And so it says, uh, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places or heavenly realms. So what or, or where is this unseen world? Well, um, I'd like you to do a study. I, we don't have time for this, but, but uh, six times, yeah, six times in Ephesians, it uses the phrase heavenly realms or, or heavenly places. And in Ephesians chapter 1, it, it talks about that, that God uh, has blessed us in the heavenly realms. And so you're thinking, well, where is that? Is that near heaven? Ephesians 1.20 talks about that, that God uh, raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. So we're thinking, okay, is this heaven? Verse uh, 6 of chapter 2, Christ seated us with him in the heavenly places or heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So now we're with him. Chapter 3, verse 10, it says that, that his intent, God's intent, was now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Now, anytime it talks about rulers and authorities, it's talking about the, the evil rulers and authorities. So now it gets a bit more confusing. And then, of course, the one that we have where there's spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. So um, th this, the heavenly places is a spiritual realm. Literally, it, it's, it's a sphere of spiritual activities for both angelic and demonic activity. Now, as, as flesh and blood humans, we cannot see it. We cannot hear it or touch it. However, the Bible assures us that it exists and gives, us, and, and gives insight into, at least, into this in, in at least two occasions. And by the way, um, as we're sitting here in our dimension, I, I believe there's a spiritual realm right around us that is interacting that we cannot see. We don't know what's happening in that spiritual realm. In the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 10 
gives us a, a glimpse of what happens in this world that we cannot see, though. The story goes there's an angel that was dispatched by God to deliver a message to da Daniel as he prayed. But uh, that messenger was detained for three weeks by the prince of Persia, which is referring to a demon in verse 13. And that angel, when he finally arrived, told Daniel that, that he had to get help from Michael the archangel in order to prevail against this demon to continue his assignment that God had given him to come and meet with him. You know, isn't that, isn't that fascinating to think about that, that spiritual realm? And so, by the way, when you're praying and God does not seem to be answering, maybe he's tried to answer, but in that spiritual realm, there's a battle going on that is unseen for us. And so we wait patiently in faithfulness to our God. We get another glimpse of this unseen world as we read 2 Kings chapter 6. It's a story of a showdown between the king of Syria and, and his mighty army and this man of God, uh, Israel's prophet, Elisha. Now, the king of Syria was, uh, it says in the scripture, was warring against Israel. So he was trying to pick a fight with them. He was, he was trying to conquer them. But no matter what his plan of attack was, the Israelites always need to, seemed to know what he was doing. They were one step ahead of him. And this really frustrated the king because he thought he had a traitor among his top army officials. Until, that is, that the true source of the intel was brought to his attention. And it was the prophet Elisha. And this is what the people said to the king of Syria in, in, in verse 12. Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. And, and this uh, enraged the king of Syria. Now, now by the way, just in the side observation, not only do we always recognize the spiritual battles in the spiritual realm, but even the enemy, the human enemy, doesn't always recognize the spiritual battles. They're unaware as well. But this enraged the king of, of, of Syria. And so what he did is he sent, he found out where Elisha was in Jotham, and he sent horses and chariots and a great army by night to the town where Elisha was staying. And they completely surrounded the city. And then early the next morning, Elisha's servant stepped out of the house and saw the great army and, and panicked. Panicked saying, um, I'll read the verse, verse 15 and 16. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? Said the, the servant asked. And Elisha responded by saying, Don't be afraid. <laughs> um, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Now, I, I'm sure the servant thought in that moment, my master has finally gone crazy. How could this be true? I have, I have just seen the mighty Syrian army with my own eyes, and I know that we're doomed. That is until Elisha prayed a simple prayer for his fearful, trembling servant. And that prayer just simply was this, open his eyes, Lord, so that he might see. And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. One version puts it this way. The Lord opened the servant's eyes, and clear sight came to him. All at once he saw the mountainside beset with flaming horses and chariots. 
And I want to suggest that this is, this is a glimpse of the spiritual realm that our eyes cannot see unless God opens them and gives us clear sight. But even though we can't see it, just know that it is there. Final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of this unseen world, and against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in, his time of, in, the, in the time of evil. And then after the battle, you will be still standing firm. And by the way, pray in the Spirit all, at all occasions, in every occasion, and stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. You see, in, in the, these verses which, which I started the, the sermon with, Paul clearly calls us and tells us we need to prepare for the spiritual battle that is around us right now. But my question is, um, have we or are we preparing for it? You know, how well do you really know your enemy? How are you, uh, how aware are you of the schemes in your life and in the life of others that you love? How familiar are you with his ways? How skilled are you at using the weapons that God has given us? You know, my, my sons um, have all played a fairly high level of sport. And, and even at the level that they played, before every match, they would watch hours of game film. And, and why would they do that? It, because they wanted to scout out their opponent. They wanted to become familiar with the opponent's tendencies. They wanted to look for ways where they could gain an advantage. And that's all for a game that does not matter in light of eternity. But what God has called us to do as the people of God has eternal implications. And the devil knows that. And so he has launched a full-scale attack against the church and those who call Jesus Lord. When we gave our lives to Jesus, whether you realize this or not, we enlisted in a spiritual army commissioned to an ongoing battle of spiritual warfare. And so that's why over the next five weeks, we're going to look at this spiritual war. Now, let me just close by giving you an overview of what to expect over the next five weeks. We want to bring uh, the invisible and hidden war into plain sight. And uh, because, it, because I think it's important that we have uh, knowledge about our enemy, we're going to take some time to look at some of God's game film, so to speak, so we can better know our adversary and enemy. And so um, we haven't done this, and some of you might not like what we're going to do, but over the next two weeks, we're going we're to actually look at the devil, and we're going to look at his origin, we're going to understand his power and the limitations he has, and we're going to understand and recognize and realize his nature. And then the following week, we're going to look at his tendencies. And we're going to look at some of his methods and schemes and expose those schemes so that we don't fall entrapped to them. 
And then we're going to pause, and, I, and I'm going to do a message, come back and do a message on, on trying to answer the question, if this is true of Satan, then why does God allow Satan to, to, to exist? Why doesn't he just, like, snuff him out and put him away right now? And so we're going to try and answer that question. And then um, in week four or five, I guess, we're going to uh, look more closely at the armor and uh, the weaponry that I mentioned today and how we can, we can use that to stand firm against the, the schemes of the enemy. And then on the last day, which is following the seminar, we hope to just have a victory celebration where we hear stories of people sharing uh, spiritual victories in the unseen battle in their lives. And so I think this series is going to be important, needed, relevant, and timely for us. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up as I pray. So, Father, uh, thank you for your word. Thank you that we can even look at, at one verse and, and find out so much about the battle all around us. And help us not to um, be blinded to that battle so that we don't think it exists. And also protect us from thinking that everything is that battle, that every decision is because some evil force is working against us. We need to take responsibility for our actions at times. But God, by your grace, would you, would you open our eyes to this battle so that we can use your weaponry? And would you protect our church? Would you protect the families that are in this church? Would you protect our children? And help us to be, to, to be good soldiers in this battle so that we can see our kids and our friends and our neighbors and our relatives come to know you and make you Lord of their life. And so we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me close with a benediction. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, and he will surely do it. So God bless you as you go from here. May you go in the fullness of God's power. May you experience the fullness of God's peace. And may you give the fullness of God's grace and love to others. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out our church website at ebenezerbaptist.ca. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can let us know by clicking like and by subscribing to our podcast channel. God bless you, and thanks for listening.